from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Bigger Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for getting up early and hanging out with us this morning. Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, Bill George, and Schreiner. We're in here today. Uh, if you want to uh, call, you know you're always welcome to at 888-404-1010. It's 888-404-1010. Uh, during the last hour, if you happen to miss it, we got on a little bit of a turtle talk when it came to uh, the... Not Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, the, uh, you know, the soft-shell turtles, all of it, except the FWC's done executive order uh, where you can't do anything with them except transport them by not touching them to go to rehabilitation what? centers. But while you were you're... saying that, you can't touch them unless they're injured, or even if you're not injured, you're not supposed to touch them while you transport. What what, what about happens because they have that pandemic of straw up their noses? I don't, I don't know. I the, thought Christman that, fixed all that. that I, I mean, come on, man. Man, that's 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 old news. I mean, I, I'm just I, saying it was important it. enough to get rid of that because oh, and it's plastics. Let's get rid of it. You guys, since you're you know <laughs> care about the environment as much or more than I do, sure. Do you know what the number one plastic pollutant in our oceans is? Uh, from what I've seen in the mangroves, it's either flip flops or uh, plastic water bottles. Nope. Any other guesses? I I would say all the fish traps and everything are moving to nope. plastic. Plastic bags. Nope. Cigarette butts. Oh, the yeah. micro The microplastics they use in the cigarette filters cumulatively are the largest single plastic polluter in our oceans, and they outnumber the next several big polluters combined. It I wouldn't doubt nice. that at all. The it, microplastics. One of the most most hypocrisy things I ever saw one time on 4th Street in Gandy, sitting behind this little car with her conservation license plate and unity and community stickers and all this hippie stuff stuck on the back and the driver's side door opens up and out comes the ashtray just dumped it on the street shut the door i was like really seriously that's what you're She's gonna returning do? it to nature i guess i you know it's paper it's 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 okay it's no they're actually a substantial amount substantially made up of micro particles sure. of plastic and that is the, and I've looked this up. People like don't believe me, and I'll go. You go online and search for it. Right. The largest single plastic pollutant in our oceans is the microparticles. Why that you come smoking from without a filter? I, I wouldn't I find it. Funny. Go with a cigar. <laughs> Bring back the forties, man. Go with a cigar. Go I with find the shorties. it funny. The our fish traps and lobster traps, things that used to be wood and metal that would right. disintegrate over time. No, we're going away from those. Things are now plastic traps. Traps that turn around, and what do we do with these? We go dump them in the water. <laughs> yeah. We can't have a straw that's plastic in St. Pete. I have to import my straw <laughs> every week I made from Hillsborough County. Yeah. I made the mistake. Somebody said, oh, stop by. Try the new orange shake at Arby's. It's a lot like McDonald's Arctic orange from back in the day. Those yes. are so good. I, I know, but I got I gotta, I'm like, I'm so excited, and I pulled it out, and I'm like trying to suck that. Milkshake through a paper <laughs> straw. <laughs> uh-uh. yeah, but it's only nope. in, it's only in the city limits because as soon as you get over to US nineteen, you get over to Lillman or anywhere else like that, it's all plastic. And yeah. we're on the same peninsula, so it really hasn't done anything. But we were talking about turtles, and I was going to tell you that I have the greatest 
And I always wanted to ask you this while you're all here because I don't know if it's a wise tale or not. My dad was in our old stock pond, was trying to get the bass and the crappie and the brim established. The problem that we had in our old stock pond was we had a cabillion water moccasins. And the problem is, is a little 410 and a kid out there all day, you can't find them all. And they're all back in those, uh, all of them cattails and stuff like that, and you can't get them. So my dad was talking about it to my Uncle Oscar, you know, the old uh, Cajun boy from down in South Louisiana. One day he shows up at the house with this, like, 2,000-year-old alligator snapping turtle in the back of his truck. This thing is about as big around as the top of a trash can lid, neck about as big around as a sewer pipe. Thing was humongous. I mean, that thing probably had to weigh about 100 pounds at least. Here you go, Leroy. Go get him. So dad was like, Oscar, what in the hell? So you what? have a family history of moving turtles around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now here's the funny part about the moving the turtles around. My dad said, why did you bring this thing up? He goes, take care of your damn water moccasin problem. He said, what are you talking about? He goes, you put this snapper turtle in that stock pond out there, and I guarantee you, man, within about three months, you won't see no more water moccasins in that pond. He'll eat every damn one of them. And my dad's like, are you sure about that? He goes, I'm telling you, man, it works. And he said, okay. He said, well, let's get him on down there. He said, well, first off, let's flip him over. They had to pull off, I'm not kidding you, probably about 500 leeches off of this thing because dad didn't want those things released into the pond. Because, you know, we swam in there, too, as kids. So for the next hour or so, they got this uh, towel over this snapper turtle's head with uh, a rubber band around it, a big old fat rubber band around it. And every time you would touch that thing, that that, 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 those things moved like lightning. It would just, like, strike out. ah, You know, they hiss like like they're going to murder you with an axe. Yeah. And uh, finally they got it where I'd, they flipped it over on its back and they were sitting there with a pair of needle nose pliers pulling off all these dang leeches off of this thing. Got it clean enough to where Dad was happy enough to go and we took it down stock pond, let it go. And sure as the world, within about a month or two, there were no more water moccasins in that pond. Now, I don't know if it's because they left <laughs> and they took off or because that sucker ate every dang one of them. But then after the, all the snakes were gone, We'd see him out there, you know, floating around mm-hmm. like this big log. But then after the snakes were gone, all of a sudden he was gone. He uh, decided to go get down to Spring Creek or something and uh, go about his merry way. His work here was, he was done. He was lonely. Yeah, his work he here was, was done. He was looking for another. That, well, that, and like you said, he cleaned out his food source, so he's probably looking for something else. But, I mean, they'll eat fish. I mean, they're, you know, they're lightning fast. They'll grab brim and everything else like that. But I guess because the edges of the stock pond were so sheer you know because it was a bulldoze dug one that there was really no ambush point for him to really get to for those but those water moccasins swimming across the top easy peasy man hey but i guess i guess it worked that's i've i've never heard of it Mm -hmm. never seen it since and i didn't know if it was true or not Mm -hmm. have you did you experience any of that up there i've never heard anything of the such oh yeah well there you go now you've learned something yeah, now now so, you've learned something, so go now, grab one. I did see this last week. You you brought up Christman and his straw stuff there. Did I did. Schreiner started that fight. Oh, Schreiner man. started. Well, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you brought up. You brought up the he who shall oh, not be my named. Fault. Hey. Okay, I so just brought fault. the straws. Hey. All right. Yeah. You, okay. Do you believe in carbon credits? Oh gosh. Who what? Carbon credits. 
credits. Yeah, they pay credits. dividends. You pay, I get you money. Pay a certain amount for somebody else being good, so you can be bad. Christman's logic was, "We'll save the environment with the straws, so we can dump sewage later." Oh, that's what it was. It was a tit for tat. <laughs> I heard See? an argument the other day that the best way to, if you're actually that concerned about your carbon footprint, that the best thing you can do is, well, to not be here. Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But then you're going to produce carbon after you're gone. Well, but then that also made me laugh with a guy. I was telling him that I read a study that says the Earth eats two thirds of the quote unquote carbon that everybody's so worried about. So you probably didn't hear this, but when my mother passed away and we had to go out to California and do all the paperwork and all that stuff, she was cremated. There's actually a tax in California on the amount of CO2 that you're deceased's body is going to release into the atmosphere they do it by in weight. california i i guess so if you're a big feller yeah you probably gotta pay a bigger tax well I, my mom was yeah, around about the death my tax. mom was around uh 19 bucks so i you know and she was probably maybe a buck in buck 30 hey. maybe or so but so. if you donate your organs it costs less <laughs> there, there's good that. idea there's that that's right you want to lighten up on the load <laughs> But I asked the, the mortuary guy. <laughs> it's like I asked the mortuary guy. Hey, go, listen, it's a valid argument. They're no, right. I no, said, no, I it's said, not. That, it's, it's sad that you have a state that would charge you for something. <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, never mind. For how much carbon dioxide well, your body's going to release back uh, into the uh, 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 atmosphere. A thing, uh, Versus taking that, up a plot in the ground forever. Yeah. That, well, but, but that still releases the same amount, that releases but slowly a gas into the ground. That is naturally used for, you know, several things Well, trees kind of need it. Trees, trees <laughs> yeah. do kind of need it, so... <laughs> Uh, but it's it's one Listen. of those things. If you really, if we really wanted to get rid of the sewage problem in the in the state of Florida, if you really want to do that, all you have to do is go research these things called plasma furnaces. Because once you put anything in a plasma furnace and you burn it, it reduces it back down to its basic elements, which is carbon. That's all you make is carbon. I don't care if it's steel. I don't care if it's if it's yeah. uh, Charmin bathroom tissue. I don't care yeah. if it's uh, bodies or anything else. Charmin. You burn that sucker, and it reduces it to nothing but carbon, which is neutral, and you can spread it all over that, the place, and it doesn't do anything to you. Wasn't it the bear that stole the Charmin just on the TV the, <laughs> the other day? <laughs> From the Amazon package? Yes. I did see that video. That was actually pretty funny. I. I've thought that well, was a man. stupid bear. How does a bear not know what's in a package? They have like they can out because it's like I told you when you brought it up two earlier. Two miles away. Well, but like you brought it up earlier, you've got an animal that's conditioned now that sees the package and says, "Hmm, yeah, it could be a honey baked ham." Yeah, Let's go see porch, what this is. The porch pirate turned out to be a bear, and I I would have bet that it was some type of. Somebody ordering chips or some type of food item, but you said no. No, it was uh, it was a four pack of toilet paper, like uh, and like I said, you probably got it's yeah. Just... But if it had any scent to it at all, you know how the people will do like, oh, it's lavender scented. Yeah. Yeah. it doesn't matter anything that has a scent. You know, will attract bears. Yeah. Doesn't matter. That's why you had with those bear safes out there. I was talking to guys who were out on a motorcycle trip. They're like, what's this? I'm like, it's a bear safe. What it goes in there. Anything you have that smells. If it's food, fine, put it in there. If it's toothpaste, deodorant, stick it in there. Oh, Why? they'll eat it. Yeah, well, they'll eat toothpaste. But it, it was funny because you, you mentioned Charmin, and you think about the commercial with the bears. and Is that Charmin? And that was Charmin. Is that it? Charmin. <laughs> but Procter & Gamble, <laughs> Procter & Gamble was going and getting away from that because, you know, 
they cannot prove that there's less lint on your keister after that, you know. Somebody challenged them, and that was false advertising, so they're moving away. Well, obviously, from, the Bears again, watch the TV. What world do we live in the, where you uh, you got to worry about whether or not the validity of an animated cartoon character had truly <clears throat> less lint on their keister? Okay. Well, <laughs> well, don't forget this, they have more fur back there than we do. Okay, so, so this, yeah, he just reminded me of an old playground joke as kids. Did your kids ever tell you the joke about the rabbit and the bear? Oh, no. Uh, I think I do remember that one. I do remember that one. I don't remember how it goes, but I do okay, remember well, the bear, bear and a rabbit are, well, I can't say the way we said on the playground, sure. but bear and rabbits are doing their business in the wood. Uh-huh. Bear turns to the rabbit and says, do you have problems with the poop sticking to your fur? Rabbit says no. Bear picks up the rabbit. Uses toilet yeah. paper. Yeah, I do remember that one. Let's find <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, the people actually got to recover their package because they dropped it like uh, two houses down. So obviously, once he got a whiff of it and got it ripped, well, a but that's bit. what I, it's like we say about the alligators or anything else. You've probably got an animal there that has found something in one of the, like you said, one of those packages. Somebody ordered food or Condition, something like that, yeah. and now he sees it and thinks, okay. Let's see what we got today. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be the, the, the garbage truck in the garbage can. Uh, I focused yeah. on that. Uh, now it's the Amazon now, truck. Ooh, Amazon's coming. Let me follow the Amazon truck. Sure, why not? You yes. know, it's, it's funny how they've never really been conditioned like human beings when you hear uh, the uh, the monkey and the weasel song coming down the street and everybody goes, Ice cream truck! Yeah. Ice cream truck! I had my kids convinced it was just a music truck that went around the neighborhood for years until they were at a friend's house <laughs> and they blew my game. <laughs> you think uh, the bears would be like going out of the woods laying there going, ice cream! Well, when ice we cream come, truck, stop the truck! Well, when we come back, I have a question for Jonathan. All right, oh we're going to take a break. We are the bigger one. We're going to go. We'll be right back. Just degraded, I swear. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Braden, Jonathan, Bill, and uh, Schreiner in the studio with you this morning. All over the road. Dude, we have hit the, uh, we just hit the what biggest is- guardrail in the world right now during the break. Bill starts singing, put the lime in the coconut, and I was like, I never could understand what that song's about, which led into the investigative reporting of Schreiner, uh, who had out, pulled up all the lyrics and basically... <laughs> What was your conclusion There's, on the uh, on the thing? Call me in the morning and I'll tell you what to do. Uh, that, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, the bro- uh, the brother and the sister both had coconuts, put lime in it, drank it, had a belly ache. They went to the doctor. Doctor, tell me what I can do. And he's like, Call me in the morning. I'll tell you what to do. Hey, that's and, and, that's that's it. I've I've actually unfortunately given like all some the lyrics. Of the doctors we have out there right now repeated a lot. I just, oh, well, better be careful because the. Independent fact checkers may be because that's medical advice. <laughs> they may be, be yeah. ready to cancel me yeah. again. Well, I just I always thought maybe that it was like a like a hangover cure or something that you know because they were hungover or something. I you know no, they got for, a, it, just about a bellyache. It, it's just one of them songs that'll get in your head. Yeah, thanks and, for that. And, and just keep going. I'm gonna have to go. Uh, actually, it doesn't sound half bad. Lime, coconut, little tequila, or sure, rum. Sure, I, I would go. think that would be fine. I don't know how you would get a bellyache from it. I, I didn't have I, the alcohol to balance out the natural fruit uh, juices. Uh, That's the problem. A coconut That's, has a very, is a very nice beverage holder. It, it, it's and a, a very laxative. Nice 
it can be, yes, especially coconut water, mm-hmm. okay. uh, which a lot of people in the football team no. learned. Being that, <laughs> come in, Sorry. come in. Well, being that we are the big and wild outdoors, and uh-huh. we usually do talk a lot about hunting, fishing, and all that other stuff. Uh, oh boy! Besides lime and coconut. Well, we didn't bring it up. You did. Yeah. Off air. <laughs> so anyway, so anyways. The question I got posed to me is, with archery season come up and want to get some type of crossbow, is good, light, fast, short, limb one? What? In other words, they're looking for a fast crossbow, short limbs, and light. And if you had, I mean, I know you carry your your brands in there, but if you had to go buy one for yourself, what what would that be? Mission. Mission, Mission sub one. Mission sub one. Yes. As an SUB one, sub one. How fast is that thing cranking out of there? Uh, you're anywhere between 340 to 360. I think we've had some of them in that range. 340, 360. And, but the cool part about that bow, you can actually adjust the limbs. Uh, so you can back it off if you want to use it for big game. I like that, but for like turkeys and stuff like ba- that, oh. for turkeys and things like that, you don't. I mean, you don't need a bow that fast to whack a okay, turkey with. So backing it off is for the turkeys. Anything smaller, yeah. Like if you okay. wanted, if you wanted to go smaller, like turkeys. I mean, rabbits. You know, anything like that. You could back it down. Uh, because of course, you're traveling can, so much slower. Yeah, it kills them so much less. Well, the whole thing, the whole thing with a turkey is, you know, a lot of people with archery want what they're left in, in, in the turkey. So, and like the other reason is for your kids, uh, you know, women stuff like that. If you want to make it a little bit easier, if they don't have a crank on it, you can back off the poundage and makes it a whole lot harder or a whole lot less harder to crank it and cock it and everything else. I have to be honest, when it comes to crossbows, I'm really just not that interested because if I'm going to put my gun down, I want to go to the bow. Oh, I love them. Well, I I don't never understand. I mean, I understand, you know, for fun and all that, but if I'm hunting, it's like I'm either doing one or the other. I'm at the extreme ends of it. Well, you you were like, okay, you're – you just had your brother was down there at one of our nicer wildlife management areas. Yeah, he pulled Dinner Island. And – and – you know, if you were able to use a crossbow there and you were pulling your spot and stock, mm-hmm. how much easier would it be? Because that's the tag that's, you drew. You're, yeah, you're but, on an archery hunt, and you're you're not so much doing it because you only care about the archery. It's just what you were able to hunt. You know, how much easier would it be to slip through that grass with a crossbow? I guess but. ease up on your knees. And shoot your deer. Well, and you got see, that's that why I have my brother. I'll be back in the truck, and I'm like, no, the well, movie's looking at you. Yeah. Well, and then you got Bluetooth. some. You got some of those crossbows, those little shorty ones now that are that are shooting 500 feet per second. Man, I mean, I, that know, I just kind of, I just kind of like my bow. That's, a, that's well, a, that's an easy. I guess, it's, I guess it comes down to a personal be, preference. Yeah. I, I look at it. There's a couple different ways that I look at it, and Bill makes a great point. I wouldn't own a muzzleloader if it wasn't for muzzleloader season. To be yeah, true. Blunt, and to be either, per- it gives you it gives you another opportunity. Yeah, but it, this is like, and I've had a bunch of people say this to me, and you would understand this. He would. We all understand this. Is life is so busy now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys that I know that 
and one of my friends that's part of the Drury Bo Madness team. I love the way he said it. He's like, I have three kids. This one has football. This one has soccer. This one has this. This one has that. I don't have the time to put 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour out in the yard every night practicing with my bow, whereas, yes, a crossbow, I could take it out, shoot it a couple times right. a week. and Make sure it works. I'm proficient and – Scope sighted in. But you just touched on another subject, which we probably shouldn't get too deep. Well, I guess we could because a lot of big and wild and a lot of the outdoor stuff is family related. Mm -hmm. We're too busy. We are overscheduling. I read this great study. We are overscheduling our children's time. So they go right from school to the the gym or the field to practice, all the social activities, the homework. Where is the time where they can sit down and look around and go, huh, I actually do have nothing to do. What can I fill it with? But besides video games, because when we were kids, it was, hey, I'm going outside. Great. Make sure you're back home when the lights are on. We developed uh, additional skill sets in in our relationships with our, our peer groups, um, to or whatever our yeah. moral compass was going to be because we had time to get into trouble. So we had time to develop mentally in a way that children today aren't. They're getting to, uh, you know, through high school into college, and they're like, what's, you know, they, they haven't developed where those did skill life go? sets. Yeah, where, yeah, because they're so, because they had no time to develop those skills. So I just wanted to bring that up. I hope parents are looking at that. Yeah. You really should also, if you're going to schedule your children's time, Schedule time where they have nothing to do. Oh yeah, and let them see what they come up with. Yeah, because I I know that um, you know with my this is my uh, my son's freshman year playing J- JV football and he's really enjoying it. But he's learned that uh, you know, I mean his practice doesn't get out till like five five thirty yeah. uh, every day. So when I go to pick him up, oh that's easy. Actually. <clears throat> it's easy, but the thing is, is when he or at that age and you put that much effort in for a full day, we get up at five o'clock in the morning. He's got to be there at seven. So listen, and uh, he's putting in a longer day for, than a lot of people do at work. And when that kid, after you burn that many calories at fourteen as a male, all he wants to do is go eat like a half a cow, and then when he gets home. He may be on his phone for like maybe ten minutes, and then next thing you know, bam, he's going to bed. Yeah, well, that's at, at then he had it easy. You, you look at you look at those kids that are into gymnastics. They go. St- oh, I know. Straight from school to the gym, and they're not getting out till after eight o'clock at night. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they haven't had time to sit down and do homework and anything because they're in the gym for five hours. Yes. After, that's a completely different. Uh, skill set. Well, and the scary, like I always look back That's on it now. Five days a week, too. Is yeah, it is. When we got home, it was do the stuff around the farm, do stuff like that. Then we got into our extracurricular stuff. FFA and whatever right. else we did. And but what? that's still quality time spent with people outside of of the norm. I mean, uh, even the FFA. Really it's, and- it's really, though, but I think, and this really hit home for me, we need to give kids the opportunity to have a time where there's nothing mm-hmm. so they have to fill it oh, yeah. with something that's important to them or that they're passionate about. We're well, taking that away from them. Yeah. yeah. Well, one of the nice things with the crossbow, while you're at an age yeah. where you can pull a bow back and, yeah. and you can function well with that, when we're trying to get youth and some people with a little bit older in the woods and get them out there harvesting some game, yeah, a crossbow is just so easy well, for somebody who doesn't have a lot of opportunity to practice with it. They can go out there. You can set it up. 
They can go shoot it once or twice, make sure they're comfortable with the operation of it, and you can put them in the woods, and they can actually be able to ethically harvest an animal. And I'm glad you put the word ethically in there because the bad shots where they get away and suffer, that's the issue. That's an issue, too. And and if you hunt for any length of time, there's going to be something that, that gets away. I remember a hog. I hit that hog pure broadside. In the chest, cherry red spot on it, and we followed that pig for a while, caught up to it in the palm meadows, and my brother skinned another arrow across the back of it, never recovered that hog, found it like a day or so later, and there the hole was where my broadhead went through it, right where it was supposed to be, but I must have caught it just in between the lungs and the back, back, you know, no man's land, and, and it went, and it went, you know, right through it, and never, yeah. never. I mean, it eventually died, but it didn't die a quick boom done. But uh, I got to ask you this because, as a hunter, you know, we're always looked at as these bloodthirsty people who just want to go out and kill things. When you have a hog or a deer or something like that that happens. Are you like me where you lay in bed like for the next eight oh, it, hours oh, replaying the whole thing all over again, saying, did I leave too early? Did I not give enough time to try to find it? Uh, I, can I wonder if I can swing by out there tomorrow and jump on it real quick? There, there was uh, a. Uh, thank God for those guys that do it, get out there and get with them dogs, man. It, Blood I mean, Trailers Network is yeah. a wonderful thing. There's people out there that love finding deer. And other animals that people shot and just working their dogs, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. You I, know. I remember going hunting with Aaron Tippin one time with Steve Austin, and he swore that he hit this hog with a three fifty seven. He was out wanting to hunt with a pistol. We stayed out there for eight hours looking for that thing. Never found it. It bothered us all the way home. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the way home. We should get out there in the morning. We should get out there in the morning. We should get out. You never want to leave. I know. Well, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. Go out and see him today. Brooksy's probably there. His boat ain't ready, so he's sitting around ready to sell you a brand new car or truck. (laughs) And it's windy, and it's going to rain later on. So, yeah, he's probably out there ready to sell you a new used car. So we'll be out there, and uh, you go out there. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Making Wild Outdoors. So during the break, when all the excitement happens, of course, uh, Jonathan goes, hey, man, is there some nice places out there on Treasure Island? I'm, I'm it's a surprise. Oh. No, dude, I don't care. And, uh, you know, he and the wife are going to go out and do a little stuff. And I said, you know what? There's a really nice little restaurant there that I don't know if it's still there or not. I had a Shriner fit because he rides his motorcycle up and down the beach all the time. So. That uh, was uh, Tom Rivers, our old boss's uh, favorite place was the Lobster Pot, and I was like, it's a really nice, you know, kind of uppery, frou-frou-y place where you know if you want to go impress a girl or you know whatever, it's really nice. And during the break, he goes, "Oh look, 
there's a Waffle House right down the street. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. <laughs> Two different mindsets. Hey, we, had a, we had a situation the other night where they were like, oh, we're going to go out for some food. And they were like, well, Waffle House. And it ended up being hey, a friend hi. of ours went and opened up Grazi, and we had Bada Bing at 2 o'clock in the morning. Well, there you go. Hey, I mean, hey, I'm looking for fruit. How lucky am I, though, that I'm married to a woman that, you know, she's not too – Smothered and hoity. covered. Uh, hey, she's not too hoity-toity to go to a yeah, Waffle but this house. Uh, it's a nice place. You should take her out there. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, Waffle House. Is it? I just it's still said there? that because I figured it lobster yeah. pot in Sarasota is the closest I found on on the maps here. The one on uh, Treasure Island. I mean, the one out on the beach is not there. Well, anymore. He, yeah, that's, that's what it. he's saying. The closest one he found. How in the world can that be? That so. place was like yeah, almost ne- ne- now. Now I got the lobster pot in Maine is the next one. What the hell? Lobster Pot, <laughs> Reddington. Okay, here you go. Yeah, Lobster you go. Pot Restaurant, 17814 Gulf Boulevard, Reddington Shores. That's it. Permanently closed. Are you kidding me? What it says? White oh. tablecloth, seafood staple with a martini bar, a patio, yeah. and live jazz on Told the weekends. You. Used to. Used to. Yeah. Permanently closed. Told you, man. It was, just free. it was a nice place. She would have liked it. Well, Waffle House it is. What? <laughs> Rick. I, I, I got oh. Rick, how are you? Yeah, I'm here. Hi. How we do? How you guys doing? How's your order? Did you order the pizza or did you order what? What did you order, sir? No, I didn't order either one. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, well, you well you called Bill's uh, Paisano's restaurant. So, uh, what do you, what do you, you want the sub? Yeah, no, I want some gator bites, man. Gator bites. Uh, he might be able to accommodate you yeah. after this weekend. Uh, he's going out tonight and tomorrow night, so we'll see. What do you What are you doing? Uh, hanging out, listening to the show. Uh, you, you know, I, you know, I, I, I don't have a crossbow yet, but those things are pretty primitive. They've actually only been proved slightly since uh, what they came out what seventh century BC in China. Yeah, yeah. Well, after they went from the longbow to the crossbow. Yeah. Well, you you think of it this way: they've you know added some wheels on it and made the limbs a little bit stronger. But yeah, you're right. Pretty much, it's uh, the same. Well, they even principle. have the wheelless ones too. Yeah. Well, yeah. They don't true. have the training they have, wheels. They they have a two. They actually have one now called the uh, dual. Yeah, the twin shot, and it's two shots in you one just, crossbow. You flip it over, or yeah. do you? Or you just no, like an old double barrel. No, they're side right. By side. They're right there, right above each other. Straight triggers. Two triggers. Yeah. Really? Yep. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Double barrel. That's awesome. I, I don't. I don't want one of those. But. but <laughs> Why it's, not? It's, they're, they're, <laughs> yeah, you're right now. <laughs> uh, I'll just take the regular one. That's fine. I only need one arrow. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> now you're just bragging. So. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, now I mean, are you look? Are you really looking to get one, or are you just uh, are just? No, I am gonna. No, I am gonna get one. I just when I have the funds to get the one i want well that's what's that's the, the one, thing what's the one you want uh actually the excalibur has one that that you can break down you can take the 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 limbs and one section off yeah uh, uh dang it i'm having i know and, exactly what you're snap, talking about then you can snap it right back you can snap it yep. right back on there and it's still true yep really that's, yeah, it's a yeah yeah it's easier to pack away it's a breakdown like the old Barnett's used to be. They had a Barnett yep. had a version the same way. Well, yeah, I, it's pretty. It's pretty neat. I, all I know is that uh, the ones that I've seen now, I know that there's a, a couple that are maybe twenty inches long, and they fire in a bolt out of there over five hundred feet per second, and it's just crazy. And uh, the thing about them is, is that they're also expensive. 
They're like a thousand bucks or twelve hundred dollars, or and I'm like, damn man, for that kind of money, I've got a three hundred win mag with a Swarovski on the top, just yeah, about. And that's a, that's the thing. My brother texted <laughs> yeah. back, "Hey, that thing costs fifteen hundred dollars. What's the family coworker rate?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, you, you better be feeding the family with it, anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, you get what you pay for, and I mean, I. I you can go out and get one of those cheap. The micro, that's what it's called. You can get one of those little cheapy uh, jobbers that comes out of there about the same speed as uh, an old longbow and, and do what you got to do. As long as you hit it in the right spot, who cares? You know, it's one of those things. But yeah. as we've learned from the past couple of weeks, you put a, a weak little crossbow in the hands of somebody who don't know how to use it, you got deer <laughs> running around in North Pinellas County with bolts sticking out of their necks. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I there's, just a, there's idiots everywhere. Yes, yeah. sir. No, I you, just did a little math. At $1,500, if I had $20 dinner, if I went out for a $20 dinner, I could eat 75 I times. Don't. Where are you going to get a $20 dinner? Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Now that we're going to open up this bag of worms, let's go right ahead and jump on into it. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, let me, <laughs> let me hey. tell you why I called, though. All right. Yeah, go ahead, buddy. No, uh, no, no. We're uh, putting that crap on the back burner. You just hang oh, on, yeah. Rick. What you got? No, go ahead, man. <laughs> go. We, got the, we got the 29th Annual Bay Area Friends of the NRA Banquet coming up on September the 10th. Nice. There you go. Are, are you going to be giving away a crossbow? <laughs> hey, 29 is pretty dang good. Well, I mean, are you giving away a crossbow? Come on. I mean, it would be uh, nice. I know you guys always do really well with the firearms. Yes, yes, and we have knives. We don't have a crossbow, but somebody would like to donate one, we would ah. gladly accept it. Ah, and I know somebody will be buying a ticket. So uh, we, we might have so, to work something out. So, uh, yeah, so where's it going to be this year? It's going to be at Banquet Masters, which is uh, 13355 49th Street in Clearwater. Yep. Right there on the corner of Almerton Road and 49th Street. Yep. And it's September 10th. Doors open at 6. And it's $50 a ticket, 100 bucks for a couple. And if you buy the couples, then you get some extra raffle tickets to go with it. So. Very nice. And we have a lot of other packages and stuff like that. So if anybody wants to call and question me on it. I'd be glad to take your calls. Well, now, what a lot of people don't know, uh, maybe have never heard of the Friends of the NRA. Um, it is associated with the NRA, but most of the money, or not all, if not all the money that's raised here locally, stays locally. So it's not. 50, yeah, 50%, 50 stays in the state, and the other 50% is used on national projects and operations. But none of it goes to the, the political side of the NRA. Yeah, uh, all of it is used for training and education, and twice a year we dole, actually dole out grants uh, for app, you know people that have put in applications, and it could be scout troops or police competitions or disabled shooting services, all kinds of things that we uh, no. we, we put it out for. The only thing is, what we look for is when you put in the grant, we want to know what you're actually doing to raise money yourself. Because we're just not giving away free money. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you did that, then everybody would do it. Hey, I need uh, two grand. And why? Because me and my kids, oh, we, we're going to yeah, go. We we're get gonna, them. We're going to go squirrel hunting. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, yeah. We want to go. We want to go over to Europe and and 
and do some archery shooting. Oh, shoot, man. Can you, can you do a red stag deal for me over in Scotland? That'd be awesome. Yeah, right. Yeah, down New Zealand or something. Sure, that'd be awesome, man. I'd, I'd, yeah, yeah, let's I'm, all go. Well, now, this, this of course, includes uh, dinner. It includes uh, some tickets when you get there. Uh, you can buy yep. more, I'm sure, if once you get there. Uh, usually, oh, yeah, we have some great packages. Usually they have a nice little meet and greet before where you can have a a little uh, libation and shake hands and what? kiss babies and say hi What's to everybody. What's dinner going to be this year, Mr. Rick? Pardon? What's dinner going to be this year? Uh, we haven't determined the menu yet, but uh, we usually have kind of like the same thing, uh, some like a prime rib or roast beef kind of thing, and uh, mm-hmm. usually some sort of a chicken and a seafood dish, so. You know, it kind of gives people a choice. You get your money's worth. I'd say just reduce the menu down to the uh, roast beef, and then the rest of it just Popeyes. <laughs> roast beef and French fries, maybe, huh? Dude, I'm telling you, they would, you bring them in by the dozens, man. Or just beef and, and Popeyes chicken, spicy. It's all good. We're all. Warm I will up. say, you won't you won't go away hungry. No, you won't. And the food is always delicious. Yeah, yes, you know, they do a great job. Banquet Masters and you guys have been uh, in cahoots together for, what, 20-something years now? I mean, seriously. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think uh, I was at the very first banquet they had, and they had it at another location. And I think either the second or third year we went to Banquet Masters, and we've been with them ever since. I tell you, two of the greatest moments I ever had, because when you go to the Banquet Master banquet uh, with the friends of the NRA, you never know what you're going to get. One year at Banquet Masters used to be on Pinellas Park right across from the wagon wheel. And yep. uh, uh, on one side of the Banquet Masters was the Friends of the NRA Banquet. On the other side was the uh, Women of the Democratic Party. Yeah, I remember of, that year. And, and it was like the looks that these people got when you were going in, they were like, oh, great. We scheduled it right as <laughs> while the NRA, a bunch of gun-toting crazies are in here. And it was funny. Yeah, but you've never been safer, sweetheart. But you know what was really funny is how many women came in and walked in and saw the banquet and everything and actually went, well, these people aren't so bad. And we're like, yeah, we're, we're not so bad. And then the second one was when the protesters <laughs> showed up in the parking lot. The anti-gun protesters showed up in the parking lot and stood out there in the rain. with The television cameras showed up. And I was like, damn, man, this is the most publicity you guys have gotten in years, man. This is awesome. You remember that yeah. one? They were out there. They were starting to use their... You know, anti-gun signs as umbrellas. They oh just yeah, put them up over their heads. That was yeah. That was too. Yeah, great I remember numbers. that one too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, beforehand, uh, when we're when during the uh, little social hour, you can walk around and uh, play some of the games that we have, and uh, you can win a gun. So you know, you can. We're, we will be giving away quite a few guns. How are you guys going to do it this year? Are you going to do that the first winner gets the first choice, or are you going to do specific guns as they go through? Uh, you know, as as we get closer and we know how many people are going to be there, we will purchase enough guns. And more than likely, that way you can have your choice, which is nice because, you know, some people want a long gun, some people want a pistol. What, what date so, was this again? What's that? What date was this on again? This is on Friday, September the 10th. We have it every year, the first Friday after Labor Day. So it's like, you, you, if you, all you got to remember is the first Friday after Labor Day so, every year. So if you say next year when's the banquet, it's the first Friday after Labor Day. So, so and like I, two weeks away. Yeah, and I will say yeah. this: you'll never be around a more 
<clears throat> patriotic, friendly group of people ever. <clears throat> I mean, seriously, they're all there for the same reason. They're all there to support each other and to support the Second Amendment and also the shooting sports, uh, junior shooters programs, all that kind of stuff like that. They're all there to help out for that. It's not all political, although sometimes the talk turns into that, but that's in your own groups. But for the most time, most time it's just people getting supporting, having, having a, a good, good dinner. Time. And having a good time, man. Well, Rick, thanks for the call. Remind us again a week from now, okay? Will do. I yeah. hope to see you guys out there. Yeah, man. Good luck Famous on that crossbow deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's remember we're 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 uh, and uh, Kent couldn't call in. He's uh, he's a little under the weather right now, but uh, everything should be doing just fine. And our 29th banquet, we want to make it a good one. Yeah, man. Thanks, Rick. We appreciate right. it. Talk to you soon. All right. See ya. Okay, guys. See ya. Bye. We're going to take a break. It is a Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Bring Gun, John Swindle, Bill George, and Shriner on the, uh, on the horn today. Uh, Rick's back on the phone. He wanted to give out some information about it. Uh, Steve uh, sent me a text. He said, this would be a great opportunity to go and support the NRA because as it just was announced this past week that the big NRA convention and all that stuff out in Houston has been canceled this year for the because of the uh, new COVID uh, whatever thing going on. So, uh, Rick, I do have some information here. I was going to come back and have it, but um, if you got something different, because when you go to the uh, website, it actually gives you the location at Banquet Masters out there on 49th Street, and the contact, of course, is our buddy Kent Dills. So, uh, okay, it, and okay, they got his phone number there. Yeah, yeah, they do. They okay, have, they have it on there. But I'm gonna take a little picture linkage thing here of uh, this and put it up on our Facebook page as well. So, if anybody, okay, and I'll it, send you, I'll send you our uh, our local uh, dinner package thing too. Okay. I'll just send it. I'll send I got your email address. But, I'll just send it to that. But for the people the, who are listening right now, what is the telephone number? Okay. So Kent Dills is 727-461-1892. And for Rick Ayler myself is 727-422-8422. All right. All right. <clears throat> well, I got that one. Uh, the one they have listed for Kent Dills is a different phone number than the one you gave. Okay, uh, that's fine, too. That one will work also. Okay. All right. So uh, it starts at 6 o'clock. It's on September 10th. That's a Friday. And uh, it's out at uh, 135, what is it, 13355. Three, 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 yeah, 13355 three, three, five, 49th Street. It's and he at the is cor- wearing glasses. It's at the corner <laughs> of uh, Almerton and 49th Street. It's not that hard yeah, to see. Yeah, the old Jumbo Sports, if anybody remembers that. Yeah, it's a monstrously big building, so it's yeah. not like you can mix it. So, uh, yeah, so September 10th. All right, well, like I said, I'm going to put a, I'm gonna put the link up on our uh, Facebook page so uh, folks that want to get more information, they can uh, get at least uh, buy tickets and all that kind of stuff through there. Is that cool? That's cool. Yeah, they only they can't they can't get the raffle strip packages and stuff from there, but they can still just order dinner tickets. Yeah, that's right. Hey, just so, get them in the door, bro. That that's it. That's it. So I'll, I'll send this other sheet to you, Braden. All right, man. Go have fun. All right, all right guys. See ya. See you, Rick. Bye. So you were saying. 
<laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying what the, anymore. Is that good for you? I mean, is that good for you? Do you, do you, do you I, just I'm come in here. here I and, keep watching the wind. I, I got a gator hunt tonight. Wind is my enemy. You know, I can take some rain. I can take this and that. I hate wind. And I'm watching those trees sway, and I'm worried about that hurricane out there. Not that it's going to have a direct impact on us, but the way is. they're talking, it's sucking everything out of here. So, yeah. so <sighs> I, I feel for your family out in Louisiana. I know it's going to hit Louisiana area pretty, pretty dang hard. Um, so, well, I've I talked to the uh, talked to the rodster. Talked to White Rodney, my dad, of course, and uh, I was like, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to do some stuff and uh, get out of there, maybe head over to here or head over to there? But I don't know. Why should I leave? I'm not going to get anywhere. I'm okay. Well, they'll find you in the top of an oak tree, I guess, somewhere uh, north of uh, Shreveport or south of Little Rock, hey. so it'll be good. <laughs> it'll be fine for you. Uh, you know, it, it, it's just one of those you things. you have a well-made house. And you're not worried about the water level coming up beyond it. I can understand somebody staying. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's you know born and raised, all that stuff, all there. So this is old. I mean, at least them, he's not know. saying I'm taking the boat out for a sail. Well, if he lived here, that's exactly what he would be doing. Yes, if he was here right now, that may be. Yeah. So I mean, he would literally be like, uh, I'm heading out. Yeah. I'm gonna go do some storm sailing and see what I can do, what kind of trouble I can get in. <laughs> by myself, which would be the other thing. By myself. So, uh, Jonathan, I got to ask you: Are you taking bookings now? Are you getting everything ready? Uh, what's the deal? Are you going to be ready by the time uh, gun season comes around? What's the deal on heritage? Oh, yes. Help a brother out, man! I got yes. people asking me all the freaking time. We are definitely going to be ready. Are you sure? Yes. Food plots in deer, turkey, I, I'm doves, not guaranteeing food ducks, plots, but the deer will be there. Ducks, doves. Snakes, what am I getting? Oh, I've got doves out the wazoo right now. I was going to tell you that, too. Well, that's not helping me. They're up there where you are. No, they're at my house. I need them in the backyard. Oh, at your uh, house house here? Yeah. It's, well, it's not dove season. I got you covered. Are you sure? Are you accidentally out there feeding cows some sort of cracked corn product no. or something? Hey, what are you doing? I do no such thing. <laughs> you, you need to turn around and get one of them hay bale type like rings and put a little roof on it where he could hide in it you know what are you talking no, I've about got the perfect all i need is a fence post bro that's all i need lean up Listen, against a fence post and i'm there that all day little skinny kid picture of you in the you know concert kid. thing that was a fence post you skinny need a kid. barn you need a barn now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i need a 50 gallon old drum to stand in front of where's the telephone post hey mail and barn telephone yeah. post Maybe together two or three of them in a corner. Yeah, it's because I'm taller. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I can stand around there. And give me a oh bunch. Oh my god! Give me a That's bunch it. of uh, weeds out there and a and a and a fence post. I'm all good. I'll to be honest with you, with the doves, it's more, I think, the movement than it is actually them seeing you as a person. It's the movement. If you sit still on a five gallon bucket. They're coming. Back yeah. up against something, you're good to go. Yeah. You can get out there and uh, cut a bunch of those uh, weeds and stuff out there, maybe a couple palm fronds, stick them around in front of your legs or something like that, reduce the movement. Don't – don't. I, I love it. I see it on dove fields all the time, guys. They'll see them coming, and they go to stand up, and you'll see them literally in midair. Oh, no. They do that little quick whip. They do the fighter jet peel away from that guy. 
which I'm like, oh, that guy, he's a standard upper. That's good. They'll be bringing all the birds bam, right here. Yeah, because as, as long as you don't move to the last minute, then you bam, 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 do your thing. Nope. And it's oh, all you know you've got. The best part about that is you know you've got them, like you said, when they get 10 yards and all of a sudden you raise up and it's like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Where did he come from? <laughs> I love that because it basically they literally like stick their breasts right out at you, like go ahead, take your best shot. <laughs> you know, or they peel away <laughs> off to the right, and you're boom. Oh, you better made a mistake. The other thing that helps too, I don't care how big you think I am, if you go out. I and, don't think you're certain. You, I see how if, big you are. If you go, when was the last time you had your prescription done? Seriously, <laughs> if you go out there and it's worth it, I don't care. Go find. I don't care what they look like or where you get them from. Go buy yourself some stupid little dove decoys, mm-hmm. and while you're sitting there and you're on the barbed wire fence, nothing says you're okay, and there's nothing wrong with you. Like another dove. If you put, like, two of them on either side of you on the fence, because they'll be like, well, there's something in the middle there, but obviously he ain't a danger because Fred, Martha, Johnny, and Tina are sitting there, so I'll go that way. The show's over. Bring them right on in. Literally. All right, see you next week, everybody. Be safe out there. Go have everybody fun. be careful. I got to go run and get the boat ready. Bill George, be careful tonight, okay? I don't want to see anything about duct tape, coolers, or emergency rooms, all right? No emergency rooms. See you guys next Saturday. Have a great weekend.